Bench Reactions is brought to you by absolutely no one except ourselves <laughs> because we don't have any sponsors yet. Yet. I'm hopeful. Let's talk to it. All right. So yeah. joined by Patrick Hervey and Dan Lyons. How are y'all doing? How are y'all doing today? I'm just excited that the season is finally, this is the longest off season and I'm a Utah jazz fan, which I'm probably Uh one of less than 1% of podcasters out there that are jazz fans. (laughs) You two, Dan. Or just people in general. Or just people in general. And then an even smaller subset of those people that are actually podcasters. I represent one of like seven people. It's been a long, yeah. long wow. off season, weird <laughs> and just strange off season for jazz folks. But that's, that's my vibes. I'm just excited. The season has started. How's everybody else feeling coming into the new preseason here? Yeah, I feel like we should declare our allegiances early. Um, you know, so everybody knows what our biases are and when people can tell us that we're just absolutely <laughs> wrong. Um, so I like chase am a jazz fan. So out of the seven <laughs> jazz fan podcasts, there's two of them. <laughs> are on this pod. So that's 29%. I ran the numbers and um, I too felt like it was a long, long off season and it might be an even longer season. The only thing I had to look forward to was uh, the purple jerseys. Purple mountain jerseys are back and all of the jazz rookies singing that one song in the Twitter video. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> that one the, song. It's Baby Shark, Dan. Okay? <laughs> that is not Baby a song. Baby is a worldwide okay, well, thanks, classic. Matt. Thanks. You're, you're making me say it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, okay? Dan's referring to the rookie hazing after the public scrimmage of uh, the jazz rookies being forced to sing Baby Shark in front of the Chrome crowd. It was delightful because probably most of those jazz rookies have actually, as small children, enjoyed the song Baby Shark because of how young they are. It's, that is it's, true. Uh, that was a video it, enjoyed by at least 37 people. And it's <laughs> one of a small amount of uh, entertaining moments right now that jazz fans have to hold on to because we don't have much else per Dan's point. But Pat, Patrick, what's on your mind coming into season now? Yeah, so I will declare my allegiance. I was holding up my OKC water bottle that nobody <laughs> who is listening to this is going to be able to see. Um, I became an OKC fan during their heyday when Kevin Durant and one Russell Westbrook, as well as James Harden, were all part of the team. That is not wow. the case anymore. Now we are, uh, our hopes are tied to, you know, guys like Chet Holmgren, who are not even going to be playing this season. And, hey, how's, uh, um, how's Chet's foot, by the way? You know, uh, I think his, his non-injured foot is really <laughs> strong because he's powering that scooter around everywhere he goes. That was the foot you were talking so, about, Dan, right? It was, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the non-injured foot. He's going to be able to jump so high off of his non-injured foot when he comes back. It's going to be crazy. No, so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I would say that things are bleak, but, you know, it's been it's been bleak for a few years. And at the very least, we have a clear defined direction. We know that we're probably going to suck again on purpose. <laughs> and you know what? After watching the... Uh, Victor Wembanyama videos this week. I am uh, I am a okay with that. I would love for us to purposefully tank once again. And judging by the fact that SGA is already injured, I think we're well on our way. Let's let's talk about bleak for a second, Pat. <laughs> I I too, you know. So in terms of bleak, I just want you to know this is how this is how deep I got. 
<laughs> in terms of in terms of bleak in in the off season. I watched all of Laurie Markkinen's forty nine point game. Oh damn! In, 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 in Were you FIBA. sitting on your couch with a tub of ice cream watching Laurie Markkinen yeah. videos? And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a great first step. That's a great, great first step, oh. Laurie. You know, really, really, really looks Guarded like- by some lumbering uh, like <laughs> Lithuanian bearded man. I was like, oh man, was that was, was that a behind the back? Oh, was that a little step back? Little <laughs> Lowry, step back? Hey, Lowry dropped fire in that in that EuroLeague tournament that they were in. That's what that's what I'm saying. EuroLeague, the be- the second best league on the planet. I'm actually not entirely sure if it's better than the G League or not. But in 49 points, I was like, wow, Larry, you're looking good, man. So I'm saying this is while I had my tub of ice cream and after I had cried a copious amount of tears. Mm. Well, you know I what? Love this that Jason actually... just respond- can, can anyone see that Jason just responded and said, I set an alarm? I, I, does somebody need to give him a lesson on how to tell time? Because <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I, hey, well... I set an alarm. Duh. Uh, we've been on for 45 minutes, my man. Oh man! Well, maybe he, maybe Jason makes a surprise appearance towards the end of the pod. <clears throat> if might, not, we'll forgive him for having too much uh, haggis and sparkling water wherever he is in Paris. <laughs> passed out. Listen, I here's what we should do. I think we should. I think we should dive right into the jazz. I know we had uh, somewhat of a, an outline that we were going to follow, but with all this talk about the jazz, I have a question. What is Danny doing? What is Danny Ainge doing? I so. As I'm looking at their over-under, their over-under set at 24 and a half. And they still have legit NBA players on the team. They've got Jordan Clarkson. They've got Markinen. They've got Colin Sexton now. They have Malik Beasley. They've got all these names of dudes that can actually play. So is the plan just to be, I mean, knowing Danny, there's no way that the plan is to be mediocre for the season, right? So is he going to blow up everything and have... Team Baby Shark playing the whole season, or what's gonna what's gonna happen? Well, Pat, first of all, how dare you disrespect Jared Vanderbilt? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. I couldn't think of his name. I knew there was somebody I was forgetting. Let's 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 not let's let's not disrespect uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, and we got some serious young guns. Okay, okay, they're yeah. just young. They're they're gunning. But I see your point. Okay, right. We've got. I, I think it comes down to two things. Danny Ainge. Coming in, you know, he he had didn't have much of an emotional connection to the current roster, uh, but buddy buddies with the front office, <clears throat> Ryan Smith and and Justin Zanuck and, and company. But when he came in and said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna offload Rudy," and when the Timberwolves trade went through, I think that had a little bit more too powerful of an effect on the NBA trade market, as we all saw. Like it just kind of ruined everything for everybody else. And I think that also ruined his own plans to kind of offload everybody else, right? We were able to offload Bogey, obviously Don, the Donovan trade to Cleveland, but we still hung on to Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. I think, And I think it was in, in Danny Ainge's full intentions to offload everybody, like to get rid of like really clean house, um, which is funny because you've got Justin Zanuck telling the media, we're, we're still going to go after, like we're going to be a winning team. <laughs> we're we're going to complete. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what Look, that's what I'm thinking Will is like Hardy why. But I think he ruined the trade market. I, I think the <laughs> trade market like re- he really blew it up, and that's that's why our over under is a little bit higher than you know the bottom five. So uh, it's, it's I mean, I think he just like hit the reset button a little too much, even on himself on his own plans. 
<laughs> I think we're barely out of because the, the the bottom team is what twenty two, and we're we're twenty four. I mean, OKC's coming in hot at twenty three and a half. So you've got Jazz twenty four and a half, Pace just twenty three and a half, Thunder twenty three and a half, Rockets twenty three and a half, and bringing up the rear. Up, up the rear is that uh, Spurs kid, twenty-two kid, and a kid, half kid-friendly pod <laughs> rounding out the rear. Yeah, ra- a rounder, <laughs> a rounder out, out rear, a rounder, ra- okay. round rear, yes, round rear. a rounder round, rear that's round, out, round rock, round rear. Yes, uh, the Spurs <laughs> at twenty-two and a half. I, I just feel like Utah, like the Jazz need to choose a direction and go all in. Whether that's, I mean, I know, I think we all know what direction they're going to go in. Um, <laughs> but it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard of anything for and well this is part of our outline today talk like a great segue into the Wembenyama sweepstakes uh <laughs> it's a race the, the the jazz are in a race to the bottom but they're not in a very good spot to like do that uh it's it's pretty clear that you know some that the folks that the folks that we kept from last season, Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley, uh, most notably, uh, you know, Mike Conley, um, still very competitive, but kind of beginning to be on the back end, uh, of his career productivity wise. Jordan Clarkson, uh, is going to be in a new, a bit of a newer role. They, they, they tested starting him at the recent scrimmage and I think in some of the preseason. And so we, <laughs> in a negative way, have those two things going for us in our race to the bottom where Mike Conley, like we're going to see how productive he is. And Jordan Clarkson is not going to be six, really six man anymore in the same way. Right. So it, like pe- like he's going to get a, a completely different treatment from defenses because our offense is not the same offense <laughs> it was before. He's not like, you know what though? It feels like Jordan Clarkson is the is the secret tanking weapon that you guys need. <laughs> you stick him into the starting lineup, he doesn't have the word pass in his vocabulary, so it's going to be, <sighs> you know, he's going to be thinking, look, I'm the guy now, okay? I can take 37 <laughs> shots a night. I can do my thing. And uh, that might actually end up helping them in the long run. Uh, yeah, I that, hope, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, I hope Danny Ainge... Watch the Victor Wembyama game, <laughs> and he texted Jordan Clarkson, "I need you to shoot forty-five shots a game." Homie's <laughs> gonna go eighteen for forty-five with twenty-two points every yes. single night. Honestly, he would be. He would also. I would love Jordan. Jordan Clarkson would go down as the most legendary jazz guard since Patrick Beverly. Let it rain. Jordan Clark's in the rain. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah. Th- throw Beverly. throw Patrick Beverly up there on the list of jazz greats next to Derrick Rose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just right there. Just hanging out. Oh, man. Let's, so Story let's segue career. that into the broader Victor Wembanyama uh, picture for next Wait, year. Is that how you actually say his last name? Wemban, Wembanyama. Wembanyama. We've been calling Wem- him Wemby. Lots of Wemby, Wemby. nicknames being thrown. So we, we, can, we can default to Wemby as needed. We're going to need to, everyone is going to know his name this entire season. No one will. His, <laughs> his, the stat line just from the two exhibition games they played unreal. recently were absolutely unreal. 37, 5, and uh, uh, 37, five and seven, you know, 37, five blocks, seven, three points made in the second game, 36 points, 11 rebounds, four assists and four blocks. He is a walking MVP candidate coming into the season as a, as a rookie next year. Like no one's like, there was some Zion hype, right? When that happened, Zion Williamson was like, Hey, maybe like next since LeBron, but no, like Wemby is going to be the next like LeBron comparison coming into the league because they like, he was born with stilts. 
and <laughs> with 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 the playmaking ability of what it looks like to be like a Kobe Bryant in regards to his style of play. He'll back down. He'll he's got this he's got this really great pivot spin uh, um, where he'll be drifting and launch a shot like not not being up and down. I, I forgot how to speak English and 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 uh, basketball speak. What's it called? Fade away. <laughs> off balance. That's what I was looking for. His long off balance yeah. shots look long crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, anyways, those two exhibition points combined total of 73 points, 22 for 44. Literally shot 50% on these two exhibition games. Who's Who is going to be at the top, AKA the bottom <laughs> to qualify to get Wemby? So let's, let's, let's talk about who we think we're going to just really quick segment here. Who, who realistically is probably going to achieve the tankathon next year? Okay. I'm going all in on the Pacers, man. I, I, Pacer. I don't want to be completely biased. I would love to say, I would love to say, OKC. I'm going all in on the Pacers. I would, I would normally say San Antonio as well, because if you like it, if you look at their roster, <laughs> I mean, you've got, uh, <laughs> here's Jason. <laughs> Hey, Jason, Jason, <laughs> the way you get with me and the right girl. Ladies and gentlemen, we've is. just been graced now with the presence of yeah. our legal, one of our legal representatives, <laughs> oh cool. Jason Lamprecht Esquire, <laughs> yeah, tuning in from yeah. Paris, France. Is that where you're at right now? No, 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 no. I'm in Edinburgh. Oh, Scotland. back up to okay. okay Edinburgh, Edinburgh Scotland. You're gonna have to say that with a Scottish accent. You know that, right? Like, like you're gonna have to say it again. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> that was really good. Wow, that was straight really out of Braveheart. Amazing. Jason, we're Edinburgh. we're we're just diving in now on the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. The question oh, is, yeah. which teams that are kind of considered as part of the top echelon of tankers, <clears throat> which team is most actually positioned to achieve the tankathon and has the highest possibility of winning the lottery to get Victor Wimbanyama? You know, I'm actually starting to think the Lakers are that are, that are, are, are full disclosure, <laughs> Jason is a Lakers fan. Please continue. So, Jason's uh, taking as well. <laughs> Jason. I actually think this is a. I think all of this is a is like a roundabout <laughs> plot um, to both get Victor and keep the cap space to side Kyrie next. Oh my gosh. And then we're set. And Jason, then we're set do you have forever. a do you have a Lakers fans conspiracy theories podcast that you also want to tell us about right now? <laughs> uh, every Lakers fan podcast. Is Lakers <laughs> conspiracy theory podcast. So true. <laughs> That's just called Twitter. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh. No, I mean, honestly, I was looking through the, I was looking through the teams, and I definitely think OKC is going to be the worst, no doubt about it. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, baby. Yeah. How da- how dare you play up to? Listen, how dare you I was say? I trying not to be. <laughs> Pat's team he's is going to be worse than me and Chase's team. <laughs> I, we have the power of Sam Presti on our side. Okay, <laughs> so my man's going to be laying out. Mario Kart bananas for everybody on OKC walking through the locker room. Are you are you suggesting that Chet that that, that was a hit job? Maybe <laughs> Chet's lid sprank. Little water, little water action out of the court. Yeah. Sam Presti's up Man, in the up in the stands talking into his wrist. Now do it now. I I just want to know what Chet and Wemba Yama would would look like together on the court. But, Absolutely, um, no, insane. Jason. I appreciate. I, I, I don't, appreciate. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. I don't want to see it. Two aliens. 
Two one, yes. one alien. And one thing's for sure is one. they've you know they've got a if they ended up on OKC together that that uh, Presti would have them eating uh like full on barbecue meat like <laughs> barbecue meals every day to put some meat on them bones. Those guys are snapping no, half in the NBA. Um, okay, o- Oklahoma City. Uh, Jason says Lakers. Dan, who do you think is best positioned to get oh, Wemby? Man, um, I I actually. I'm I'm putting my money on the Spurs. I'm taking I'm taking the Vegas odds on this, and you know you might have heard uh, Pop talk in his in his presser. He like leaned in close and was like, "You might not believe this, but this team is not going to win the finals this year." <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think Pop, one of the best you know basketball tactician minds you know we've had maybe ever. And he, he, he knows a poo-poo platter when he sees one, right? He, and he also knows, like, if, if, if you ask Pop, like, what his success, like, his, his secret to success over his last several years of co- or his entire coaching career, he's very forthcoming, right? He always says, it's Tim, you know, it's me and Timmy, right? Now, no Timmy. So they, they need somebody. So I think that Pop is going to do um, – the thing that puts his position that puts his team in the best position to succeed. And that is to play very bad players. Something that Danny Ainge actually might not understand <laughs> that if you want to lose <laughs> games, you have to play players. That so are, this is, that are this is, good. this is, uh, this is Pop's opportunity. You're saying this season to like develop his young guys. Exactly. Say, you know what? We're not worried about the win column. We're just yeah. going to put a piece of tape over that column. Yep. And we're just going to play our guys. I'm going to help them get better, and I'm going to pat them on the back and say, "Nice job. You did a great job in the post tonight." Look. And it'll say like eight points for that player, but it's just player <clears throat> development season for the Spurs. And then tank all the way to get Wemby. Look, he's he's seen how hard Jakob Pertl is been working on that baby hook. <laughs> in the off season, a nice little, a nice little up and under, you know. So he knows that Jakob Pertl really needs to, to develop that offensive game. Really, really running out of the low post okay. there. Related question: um, How long does Pop keep coaching if he gets Victor? Another twenty years? <laughs> does he ride it all the way out? He's gonna be one hundred and seven <laughs> coaching Wemby. Still, he would do it too. He oh, would do he it. Do it. He, he's he's gonna I, go to the wheels. Fall like, off. What, I mean, like. He made it through these last few seasons. He's going to make it through this one. What would he? What, why would he stop once he had like yeah. Tim Duncan two point And he's um. I mean, his, his his wife passed away a few years ago, so there's really no like what family life does he have to go? I mean, maybe he's really tired of his grandkids. But you know, I'm just I'm just saying. You know, you need you yeah. Need, who needs grandkids? You know, <laughs> yeah. who, who needs them? Exactly. <laughs> See, gosh, that was a that but was Dan, a, an interesting. Dan, what thing. you're saying, <laughs> Dan, what you're saying is that if you don't have a wife, you're Basically, your, your <laughs> life is in the toilet. And you should just keep well, Jason. Birds of a feather, Jason. We we, we definitely flock together. <laughs> um, I can I ask a question because my favorite because as as you guys know from past text conversations, I love talking about lottery <laughs> karma um, mm. and like what team like deserves to get the number one pick out of the the lower level ones, and honestly. It might be the Pacers. Ooh. Like, Have yeah. the Pacers ever had a number one pick? <laughs> we need Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast to look this up. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And they've been trying. Like, they've been trying to win for many years. They've got Tyrese Halliburton. They made a good decision on that. Um, Reggie Miller 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and Tyrese Halliburton himself might actually have the lottery karma with him because he deserves a good thing after. He does. He's, he's probably brought some good karma with though. him because he himself was the only light on that team in the darkest NBA city wow. uh, in in wow. in all in all of the, this league. But put it down. Well, okay, hold on. There, I I just yeah, want to yeah, throw out there's a little there may be a little bit of bias uh, baked into this take from Jason since he's probably hoping that one Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald <laughs> are sent to there's still the City hope. of Angels. There's still hope that they could come <laughs> yeah. to the I Lakers. actually so I I agree with Jason. I think that uh I think it's going to be the Pacers. I but here's my thing with San Antonio before I get into the Pacers piece. I just think when you have Pop, he's going to like stumble his way into I I that's actually one of my one of my takes is I think they're they're going to end up with more than twenty two and a half wins. They still might be in the bottom three or four, but I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I think the Pacers are going to be the worst team in the league. If you look at outside of Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, uh, Halliburton, and then probably Benedict Matherin, who else do they have? It's a bunch of dudes that I literally I, I've, I've never heard of in my life. Dude, so, did you read Benedict um, Matherin's Players Tribune piece? He's going to tear that city down, man. I mean, I, he's going to be legit, but you can't. You need more than than two guys to win <laughs> games. Um, so, and I think they're going to lean hard into it. Uh, if they get, if they have Halliburton plus Wemby or even Scoot for that matter, I think they're going to be in good shape. So, I, I, if I were them, I would go all in. My take, I think, I, I, I I'm feeling that. Pop's going to go development season and just kind of tank the whole way there and have the best reason to tank that way. Another part of me thinks that if the Rockets continue just to stink and not really do much in regards to developing their young talent, right? Uh, they're, they're well on their way to being a real, uh, a lottery pick there, right? Like if Kevin Porter jr. And, um, Jalen continue just plays, like just yeah, not play bad. any defense. Like if it's more of the same from the Rockets, they're in the conversation. They literally just don't have to do anything different <laughs> this year, and they could probably have good chances to to get Wemby. All right, they would have a nice little like O seven OKC thing going on with Jalen Green, uh, Jabari Smith, and Wemby. That would that would seriously be up. wild. Like that would be nuts. Like that they're they're sort of like yeah. the next up. Uh, kind of like where the Cavs are. Like yeah. fast forward three years, if 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 the Rockets get Wemby, they're kind of like the Cavs in two or three seasons, where it's like, okay, now that the Cavs completed with Donovan Mitchell, they're on. They're like knocking on the door now uh, to being like playoff contenders. Let's segue in the interest of time now. I want to get into this Draymond <laughs> drama. I'm glad we waited a couple oh days. We we're about gosh. to we we're about to talk yesterday or the day before, but it's been a very very quick set of news cycles with Draymond Green throwing a punch at Jordan Poole in one of their practices. The video leaked. There was even rumors that someone that TMZ like paid off this guy to the tune of like two and a half million dollars. I don't think that was real. I think that was like a fake thing that still that just like got retweeted. Right. I don't think that happened. But um, right after the fact. Uh, uh, Draymond said, said at a presser that he was sorry. He said he was in a place of hurt. And so he put that hurt on other people. But then sort of like, it was kind of this like half apology because right after that basically said, well, isn't that funny that no other like videos from other practices get leaked where these similar types of things could happen. So it's it, it put a little bit of a damper on his apology because he, he just said this perfect PR friendly apology. Like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. I regret my, I've already reached out to Jordan and his family and I said, sorry. But have you seen any of the other practices? No. So this is kind of this interesting thing. My main question I have 
is how this is going to affect the Warriors going forward. Is it going to be watered down everybody's backs? Are we like, you know what, Dray- Draymond had a, had like a freak out? Is it a symptom of growing unease on the roster? How is this going to affect the Warriors this season, if at all? Uh, should I uh, chime in first since I'm the one uh, that like acted like a Warriors fan for like three years? <laughs> yeah, because, like, it was so bad. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, here's the thing. Like, it's interesting because if you look, if you look through those history, through their history, they have had Draymond outbursts during great seasons, and they've had Draymond outbursts during bad seasons when it was a symptom. Like the last KD year, it was a symptom when they had that whole sideline thing. Um, this feels a little more like a symptom um, because maybe because you've full out punched him in the face um on video but uh, i like the fact that uh he didn't actually like go through any of these apologies or anything until the video leaked <laughs> I, I have no notes for he's that. sorry it's he just, got caught so he's not sorry he did it he's <laughs> sorry he got yeah. caught. <laughs> everyone in the organization was gonna let him get away with it if that video didn't leak um he's still like supposed to not miss games though it's insane um I don't know. I, I I feel like it's a I feel like it's a problem, especially because it can't be a coincidence with all the contract issues. They and have like, right how now. does and how um, does something go? And of course, to the public, we don't see we suddenly like they're the Warriors, and then now suddenly, you know, Draymond's throwing fists, right? But there must have been something brewing for like this. This takes time. Like this takes time to get to that point. Like no players are throwing punches at each other in practice. And then turning around and saying sorry, like if it's just contained in Draymond? the short period. <laughs> Have you seen Draymond? In a short I mean, period of time. He talks. He this talks. Is, this, this is bad for this is this is bad even for him, right? We talk about throwing a punch. This was man, he launched that oh, punch. He, he, yeah. And the fact that yeah. I mean Jordan Poole was lucky that at the last minute he backed up because that dude's face would have been completely smashed if he had actually connected on it. I'm with Jason on this. I do think that this is, you know, Draymond has had his fair share of outbursts over the years. This feels like um, a step above those things, especially because there is this sort of underlying deep-seated, probably, I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but it's tied to money, right? And when you have guys like, you know, Jordan Poole, who's on the up, you've got Wiggins, who, who balled out in the finals when I don't think anybody was expecting that level of play from him. And... I think if you're Bob Myers, um, you're probably in a pretty tough spot, right? Having to think about, okay, who do we want to really invest in? Are we investing in past performance or are we investing in uh, in in the future? Especially because I, I think we easily and quickly forget about the fact that, look, the Warriors won the finals, but three or four games into the finals, we were talking about or we were hearing people talk about, is Draymond washed? He looks terrible. He's been awful these, you know, these finals. And then he turned it around. And again, he he played incredibly those last couple games and they they were able to close it out. But I do think that's something that they should really be that they probably are thinking about moving forward just with the direction of this team. Yeah. I mean, if they want to be the they, they've said publicly that they want to be the Spurs. Right. Um, and if you want to be the Spurs and you want to have a, a 20 year run or whatever it was like, um you have to, it, you know, it's interesting because the Spurs never had to make choices. Like, uh, they, you know, their 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 
best guys kept taking less money kind of later. Um, and, and so they, they were kind of a, a, like allowed to just ride it out while still retooling. Um, and they got lucky and got Kawhi and everything. But if the Warriors want to be the Spurs, I mean, I, it seems like they can't count on these guys taking less money to keep the band together. And so it seems like I think you're exactly right, Pat, is that like I think they're going to have to make choices. And I mean, I think the obvious choice is to let Draymond walk. Well, and they summer. and the Warriors have um, time in their favor right now. Uh, Jordan is continuously yeah. on the up and up. He's going to have a better season this season pending any injuries or, you know, and any lack of performance. Like he's going to continue to be a better contributor. And Draymond is on the third year of his four uh, four year contract. He's making twenty. He'll bring in twenty five million this year, twenty seven million next year, which is like you know relatively significant you know cap hit uh and by the end of next season i think they'll be in a much clearer position the warriors will be to figuring out whether they want to keep them around around or not but i i wonder if this is going to be one domino uh in regards to this you know every player coming to into in, any um team is always going to be evaluated by not only by their performance but how much of a locker room fit they're going to be um even though draymond's been the glue i wonder if that glue is starting to come undone a little bit and if the performance will start to affect this kind of gluing effect that he's had on the team there's certainly going to be plenty of time to see how that plays out well and i, I mean to that point chase I, I think yes from a contract standpoint but but no they don't have a ton of time from a how's this gonna how's this gonna affect the team right if this is it, we haven't even started the season yet and this yeah. stuff is already happening i think they're probably going to be you know up against the wall a little bit in terms of having to make a decision maybe even during the season. Cause the, the last thing you want to is for his value to continue to diminish potentially and not be able to capitalize on, you know, a trade if that exists. I think if, if they were to make him available, I think there would be, uh, I mean, I personally wouldn't want my team to <laughs> trade for him, but um, we're also in a different, uh, you know, in a different place. I think there are plenty of contenders or borderline contenders that would love to have Draymond. I think it's interesting because I think there. I think a lot of people ask the question, "What does Draymond look on sure. look like on another team?" But I also think I also think it's an important question to be like, "What do the Warriors look like without Draymond?" Because, like, he he has been kind of patching together this defense uh, for them for years with his very particular <laughs> set of skills, um, and nice. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in Scotland. I'm thinking about the Jason, I think he's Irish. He's Irish. Jason, have you been following U2 around Europe? Yeah. <laughs> Is U2 still touring? Please tell me you've run into Bono and Edge at like uh, at like a pub somewhere. I'm actually following. Sure. Uh, no, that makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to in my gosh. absolutely. She's only 84 years old. 84 years young. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and to your and to your point, yes, Patrick, right. on Draymond, I mean, yeah, on the flip side of the whole time thing, the Warriors don't want to see Draymond's value go down before they could like actually capitalize on the value and get rid of him. But also, like in inversely, what will definitely affect that is how quickly Jordan Poole continues to level up. Any team is going. I, it just feels like if you have prime Draymond on your team, which is like, I mean, he's a facilitator, right? He's the glue. But if you have a legitimate third piece that could drop 20 to 25 points a game and just stand in front of players on defense, you're going to take the latter almost every time. Someone who can contribute and just keep up defensively or like, 
you know, an, an aging, starting to get past their prime, uh, um, kind of a six, six and six player like Draymond's been this past season. Um, you're going to go with the up and coming Jordan Poole. It's just the, the potent, the, the thought of the potential being super high, um, the thought of being able to transition this really fast run and gun style, uh, play that the Warriors have, have leaned on, uh, uh, fast breaks, crazy passing. Um, Jordan Poole embodies that he's sort of like a Steph Curry Padawan in that sense, obviously not near the level of a prolific scorer. Uh, but he has that same DNA and he's carrying that same spirit of the Warriors that the front offices know people are going to come and pay tickets to see Jordan Poole come and play and not so much Draymond if Draymond starts to continue to go down. I like that you referenced another Liam Neeson. <laughs> it was only natural. It was only natural, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Dan, do you have a shin? Dan, do you have a shin for us? <laughs> I do not. I was gonna. Just I was, think about I was that gonna way. go. You know, more bring it back on, later. I think. Love actually. <laughs> no love actually. Okay. Rom coms. Okay. Oh yeah. man. That's other offshoot podcast. All right, let's transition this into our last segment here. Taking a look at the top five. NBA.com released the top five, you know, well, the whole entire league uh, over under is what the, what the Vegas odds are. We're going to take a look at the top five. Jason and, is uh, pulling up that screenshot. Let's see, <laughs> let's see how, we, how we think that's going to okay. go. You don't get to comment on other people's cameras. Look, I would have been on camera, on but page. I need to raise. <laughs> yes, here's my plug for my GoFundMe to get a better laptop. <laughs> and 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 really like the most one of the there's really like this is a whole other podcast talking about this top five here the uh, NBA lists the Celtics at 53 and a half they list the Bucks at 52 and a half the Suns at 52 and a half Clippers at 52 and a half so like a three-way tie for a second basically and the Warriors at 51 and a half there's a lot of drama happening right now at the, by at the date of this this podcast with the Suns, their team being sold, the Celtics with uh, Ime Odoka being out suspended as the head coach next season, which is really interesting. That Vegas put their odds still at the top of the top of the heap, but um, it, it it feels pretty wild open. It's the wild rest right west right now uh, in these in the top five here of these over unders. Um, but most most interestingly, I I think the Bucks. I, I, I really think the Bucks have a better foundation right now. One, mostly because they have the greatest of all time, Joe Ingles, <laughs> now on their yeah, roster. Joe. It's Joe Ingles is going to be what? the difference maker Jingling this season Joe. for the Jingling Joe, dude. It's honestly such a good move, though. Like, it's not even joking. Yeah. I think he's good. I, I was so sad to see him go midseason. I understood yeah. why when the Jazz offloaded him in the middle of the season, but. Uh, he's, he's a, he's like a Draymond, I mean, pre punch Draymond locker room defense glue guy. Like Joe is a voice in the, he was a, a main voice in the locker room for many seasons. Um, a fan favorite. It was really hard to see him go, but the fact that he's now kind of taking that expertise and set of talents to the Bucks, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's an incremental improvement, but the Bucks just have a better foundation. Giannis absolutely laid waste to everyone in this Euro League tournament. He's going to do that again. And the Celtics, even though, you know, you've got their top guys leveling up there, they are not Giannis. And, um, yes, yes. Middleton, Middleton, Giannis and Drew are going to be a far better foundational trio than any of the top five 
can bring, which is tough, which I think that's a bold statement because obviously if you've got full speed Kawhi, if you've got full speed PG, Clippers, Clippers are still dangerous. But I, I think the Bucks have the best chance to come out with the most wins and make a deep playoff run. Isn't the Clippers one like a whole ton of <laughs> benefit of the doubt that like a lot that a lot of teams do not get. Yeah, yes. Ka- like, Kawhi is riding like, on a ton of earned goodwill from his previous seasons. It's just like uh, no one knows. He hasn't played in over a year. Yeah, I mean, no I, one knows. Yeah, like, can we refer to him yeah, as the Y, by the I way? Let's point. refer to him by his real name based on that Twitter photo, and that's the Y Leonard. <laughs> Wait, which one? The, 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 <laughs> which thigh, one the, the only one where his thighs look like bowling balls. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the Twitter referring to the Twitter oh, photo of his yeah, m- absolutely yeah. massive engorged <laughs> thighs. Uh, th- th- no, I think it's a good I mean, point, Jay. Like I could definitely see them. Yeah, I could see them competing in the playoffs for sure. But I mean, you you really you really think they're gonna go like full all out in the regular season to try to win fifty three games or whatever? Like, yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I I don't see. Here's that. my here's um, my thing with that. I was gonna Sorry, say, like Clippers having the like. No. I'm like, come on, man. You really think that the, like, for example, like the Nuggets who have two-time MVP, uh, Michael Porter Jr. coming back, and Jamal Murray coming back, that team made the Western Conference Finals. Again, assuming everyone's healthy, so maybe a little grain of salt. But I think that the Nuggets, when healthy, have made it further than the Clippers. Well, I guess, like, the Clippers have never been healthy. But I also, I think that that also matters too, right? And just, like, I don't know. The Clippers are freaking cursed. Let's just say it. The Clippers are cursed. We all know what the real team in LA is. I'm not a Laker fan, but we also know that like the Clippers, they're just the Lakers' little brother. They always will be. And so this is this is ridiculous to me. The Clippers were healthy once and <laughs> they got beat by the They Nuggets. completely like, soiled wait, themselves did, on live television in front of the world. That was three years. That was three years was ago. That, was, was that a 19? Because I was Nuggets remembering one. That was 2020. That was 20. And, and yeah, it's funny. three seasons yeah. ago, even though it was only right, two years right, ago. Okay. Kind of and and Kawhi was healthy then. I'm like, yeah. I just lose all track. Yeah. Yeah. That was a complete meltdown. I, I yeah. So the Clippers thing is interesting. I, I think I think part of it, in addition to them giving Kawhi, giving the Clippers just the benefit of, of the doubt because of Kawhi and PG, I actually think a lot of it probably comes from the fact that their, their depth is insane i know this probably goes without saying but you look at their team they're like they're like 12 guys deep again i know a lot of them haven't necessarily been the uh the poster children of health <laughs> but you know they've got john wall that joined you know norm powell's got uh, another kind of season under his belt you've got terrence Mann on the up you got my guy the nard dog <laughs> nard dog coming in hot as well i so when you combine that with with uh Ty Lue, the Bill Belichick of, uh, <laughs> of NBA basketball. Um, I mean, no jokes aside, he's, you know, he's an incredible coach and I think he's going to squeeze everything he can out of this team. The team last year ended with what? 42 wins. And that roster, I mean, PG missed like half the season, if not more than that. And they still were able to, to end the season. And I think that what the ninth spot, or maybe it was even higher than that. Um, I don't know, man. This yeah, is a hard. Might one. have been eight. This is a hard one for me. Yeah, because yeah. again, fifty-two and a half. That's that's pretty high. I'd I'd probably still go under, but I think it's. I think they're going to be right around that kind of fifty-one to fifty-three win mark. Would be my guess. I think I think like they're probably going to be like six teams mm-hmm. at around forty-eight, forty-nine wins. Yeah, because there's no 
there's no team that's going to emerge in the West, I think, of being uh, of being like just a buzzsaw every night, I don't think. Um, and I think just, yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to be right there around 50 wins. And, and you know, it, when we're talking about teams that go for in the regular season, I mean, if Phoenix gets their vibes even kind of half right, like, that should be an over. Like, um, just because they've shown that they can just churn wins out in the regular season. Um, playoffs are a completely different thing, but... Um, but they can get to. I mean, what they had six. They had sixty wins. Sixty-three, last year. I think, like, is what they ended with. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, and that they have like base. I mean, more or less all the same players, except for the fact that there's a this weird Jay Crowder situation. <laughs> Who'd have um, thought that Jay Crowder <laughs> would be yeah. sort of holding his team hostage right now? Good job, Jay. Get get paid. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> and my guy's acting like he's James Harden, or you know. Some other Pat, really good are, are you surprised that He's, somebody like, who shoots like 14 threes a game and makes three of them is is maybe a, has, has has some audacity? <laughs> Didn't he, I think he put out like a mixtape like after all this nonsense <laughs> happened about him hitting threes and stuff. I I mean yeah that that team it's kind of nuts when you look at the top probably ten teams and and just the vibes around a lot of those teams. I mean the Nets at fifty and a half is nuts to me. Um, I think to go back to, to when we're talking about the top five, I'm riding that Bucks over mm-hmm. hard. I think Giannis yeah. is going to come yep. in and be like, "You guys forgot about me. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in like Miley Cyrus <laughs> on a wrecking ball, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mash a bunch of dudes in this league." And I think that's the that's probably I mean that's one of my locks for sure. This the Celtics, man that that's an interesting one because the thing that I worry about with them, I I, I would probably go the under there. Um, I think we're pretty quick to forget with them too, just how, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say it, how, how weak minded they seem to be last season before probably the halfway mark when Ime Adoka kind of whipped them into gear. But the fact that he's not going to be around, they've got this, I don't even know what the dude's name is, Joe Missoula or whatever the dude's name. He's like 34 years old, never been a head coach. Um, they're not, that team has not had, uh, you know, very much resilience over the last few years with all the things that have happened and come their way. I think talent wise, they're right up there, but um, I do yeah. worry about yeah. their, their ability. Definitely. To, to, I'm definitely under on the Celtics yeah, there uh, for all those reasons. And that's the, for the exact reason. That's why I'm over on the bucks proven mental fortitude. And yeah, I agree. Like Celtics are a classic kind of like some of their parts team where you have to have the, the formula just right and email was yeah. kind of the key to putting it together. Yeah, I just want to um, say that last season, right? They were, they sucked the first third of the season or however long it was, you know, they were playing 500 ball till, you know, January, February or, or whenever it was. And then it really clicked in for them. And I think that email absolutely was a huge part of that, right? Because he had to install the new system. Everybody had to get buy-in. They had to, you know, they had to believe, um, and they played really good ball from like here on out. And to have like their leader, the man who's like kind of instilled that toughness and fortitude in them to get like taken out from from underneath them because of, of, of his own actions. I you know, this is bad juju. I can't I don't think the talent can can overcome that at all. I I I, I will say that my my main take from the playoffs, which was why the heck didn't someone hire Ime Yudoka as a head coach before now? That take got me more interesting. It's just a more seasoned take. Like, it's spicy. What else has been, what else has been going on in the, in, 
in the background that people knew about. Uh, look, I'm just glad know. that we're at a point in the league four or five season ago, seasons ago, we were begging yeah. for parody. We wanted the Warriors to just stop. And now it's <laughs> almost, it <laughs> feels like we've bitten... Jason was not one of those people. <laughs> it just feels like now we've bitten a little bit too big of a piece off of that parody pie where it there's just so many open questions in the West. Maybe a few less open questions in the East with like the Nets, like sort of the best team on paper. Uh, Zach Lowe on his pod, just that he's sworn off talking about them <laughs> anymore because it's like everyone says they're the best team on paper. It's just like, you know, I'll believe it when it goes in the Dunder Mifflins. There's the, it's the, they're the, the Dunder, Dunder Mifflins. <laughs> exactly. on paper. They are Dumber. Yes. Yes. Uh, Premium, high quality, only on paper. Um, I'm just, but I'm just in general. I'm so glad we're at this place in parity where it feels like any given week the power rankings are going to completely shift. The top five will look completely different, um, and so I think it's going to make for a really exciting season. Especially now that we have Rudy Gobert. We didn't mention the the, the Timberwolves this season. <laughs> I don't know if they deserve mentioning yet. They're at they're at forty five and at forty eight and a half on their over under. I think just by way of wrapping up my over undertakes, talking about the Timberwolves, obviously as a jazz fan, I still want to see Rudy be successful. I am going to say, I'm going to park it just right there, right at 48 and a half. The whole like Carl Anthony Towns parking on the perimeter, lobbing threes while Rudy gets to just like still be himself under the basket. Still don't know if that's really going to work. He's going to continue to be an incredible defender, but, um, you know, I mean, one, they let Pat Bev go. <laughs> how are they going to get into the playoffs without Pat Bev? I mean, come on, right? He was all in on that team and they ditched him. So who knows what they're going to do to put pieces. Who knows if they're even done putting their team together this season, right? For that purpose. But one thing's for sure. The Timberwolves are all in <laughs> like now they see themselves as like, oh. now's the time. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they I, do this I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up mine kind of dovetailing on that. The, the Timberwolves, that team is going to blow up a, Rudy, I love Rudy to death, but that Frenchman is not a leader of men. Neither is Carl Anthony Towns, who, you know, famously, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, oh, I, I only play with dogs, not cats. Right. So he like, and, you know, D'Lo, sorry, Jason, it's probably still too soon for, for D'Lo and snitching. I just like, who's, who's the leader on that team? Who, who is the leader on that team? I don't think that they have anybody who like when when the going gets tough, like who's who's the heart who's the heartbeat of that team? It was Pat Bev. And you know, you know they did? It's Ant Man. And I like hey, like yeah, I yeah, like yeah, Anthony Edwards, Edwards man, a lot, sure. right? But is he is he really gonna lead that team like when, you know, you're down ten in in game four of, of the playoffs or whatever and you you need, you need not only that you need some buckets, you need to get your teammates like energized again, right? And the best team in the leagues have somebody that they know that they can count on. Who, like, I don't, I, I love Ant-Man, dude. I was just watching his dunks the other day. But I don't know if he's, if he's the person that they're, that they're just going to ride or die yet. So I would love to, it, hey, prove me wrong, Ant-Man. I'm calling you out right here. He's shown that he's willing. He's shown that he's willing I to be that person. I mean, he's definitely not lacking in the yeah. willingness department. Yeah. I think he has shown an ability to get there. So this is what, mm-hmm. year three for him? Yeah, year three. Um, I'm all in. Yeah. He's I'm due. All in on he's the due. Train, to, I mean, to, to if be you that go now. back and look at, look, go back and watch Game One of the of the Grizzlies mm-hmm. series last year. He destroyed Memphis. I mean, he. I don't even. I don't know what his stat line ended up being by the end, but he 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 basically single handedly won them that game. I think he's capable of it. To go back to the leader point, Dan, I I do think you know it's a valid point to to think about. I 
I think between Ant on the court and I actually think Chris Finch is a pretty like incredible that. coach. I mean, he's he seemed to have, yeah. you know, he seemed to have uh, completely turned things around there. So I believe in his ability to to make that team work at least from an offensive standpoint. I think he's probably going to do some pretty pretty unique things with uh, with Rudy and Cat. We'll see how it plays out, but. I think uh, I actually think the Timber- Timberwolves are going to be really good in the regular season. Playoffs will mm-hmm. be a different story, but um, I think they'll be great. Jason, final thoughts on over unders? Yeah. So, so the one that I came in um, thinking about is <laughs> Chicago Bulls. That was one but, of mine. That's a great one. Why is everyone so down? On <laughs> oh, I'm down. Like, on that. <laughs> 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 sorry. Continue. Here's a, Okay, that, so there's definitely like a lot of regression to the mean coming, and you can't really expect Demar to have the kind of season he just had. But with that said, they had the year from hell last year and won 46 games, um, and they, you know, the only injury they have right now is Lonzo, which is a big injury for them. But but for most of the season last year, they didn't have Lonzo. They uh, they missed Alex Crusoe for a while. Um, and they didn't have Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams played 17 games last year. Um, and, and so if you, you know, even accounting for like a little bit of regression, um, I actually looked this up, like they were on a 50, like a 53 win pace, uh, last year when Lonzo got hurt. Um, and, and so, I mean, they have, they have pretty much the whole team except Lonzo right now. And, um, and so even accounting for like a little bit of regression from DeMar, they have young players who are getting better. Patrick Williams should should get better. He actually shot it extremely well when he played. Um, uh, and, you know, they have Ayo Desumu coming up um, to hopefully take that Lonzo spot. Like, I I don't know. They, t- talking about them winning, I think, for the under, it'd have to be, what, 41 yeah, or 42? Like, they're at least a 500 team to me, um, especially in the East, I think. And and so, I mean, maybe not a huge over, but I well, would certainly when Lonzo is sure, healthy enough because, to enter the lineup, they will become one of my league pass teams that I tune into absolutely. on a regular basis. They're fun. They're they're fun to watch. I, I think to that point, though, Jason, what you said, my, my issue with the Bulls is last season, I think – Honestly, the main reason why they ended at 46 wins was because they had a, they had a dynamite first half of the season, right? When Lonzo was healthy and Caruso was healthy, and you had Demar going off every night. That would be that would be my concern. My my just kind of wrapping things up on my end on the on the flip side of things, a team that um, had the exact opposite experience last season is New Orleans. I'm going to talk about Jason's favorite uh, favorite player, Zion. <laughs> Um, I'm so high on this team, man. I'm so stoked to watch New Orleans play this year. Um, you've got Zion coming back healthy. He and he looks legitimately healthy. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched. Uh, uh, what's it called? Why am I blanking on the? Someone word? sent him to Jenny Craig, and uh, <laughs> someone sent him to Jenny Craig, Craig. and um, it worked. When they no media day, that's that's the words I'm looking for. So media day, um, my man yeah. was looking Yo. yoked. And he had the yeah. sweet MJ hoop uh, in his right ear, which is a good look. <laughs> that team's so going to be I think vibes. Between, well, between Zion coming back, you know, CJ just got uh, extended for probably more money than, <laughs> than I would have paid him. But, um, I, you know, he's a solid, solid locker room guy, solid leader on the team. 
And then I think uh, when you combine that with with Jason's guy, B.I., Brandon Ingram, I don't know if you guys have seen some of his recent interviews. He had an interview this last week where he basically said, I don't watch anything but basketball. I come home from practice Let's and I put go. on like MJ highlights. B.I. I don't wa- I don't is ready for shows. all of the smoke. <laughs> it's the chef's kiss, man. It's the chef's kiss to all of this. He already looked like he had taken another step last year. And I think if, uh, if Willie Green, <laughs> Willie Nelson, if Willie Green, <laughs> if Willie Green can get this Willie team Vanilli? to to continue to buy in on defense, especially guys like you know Brandon Ingram, who have shown an ability to defend, who just need to, uh, I think, have a willingness and be locked in on that end of the floor, and then if he can get Zion to lock in as well, I I'm going hard over on that team. They're at 44 and a half. I think they're going to be. I think they'll finish. I mean, this is going to be hard because the West is going to be a bloodbath, but I wouldn't be shocked if they finish in the top six, if they finish right around that kind of five to seven mark in the in the West, depending on you know, how things shake out. That would be a very positive outcome for them. If Yeah, if they, if they landed on six, that'd be great. Uh, great for their fan base. Great for the NBA because no one wants, well, I imagine the New Orleans ownership does not want to see the Pelicans on the chopping block as a team to be potentially removed or moved to another Just move market, them, man. Right? It's time. Move them to Seattle. Oh, for those who don't know. As somebody who lived in Louisiana, I know I've said this many, many times, (laughs) nobody cares about basketball (laughs) in New Orleans. As a Northwest native who was adopted by by the Jazz, (laughs) uh, grafted into their family tree, it would be be an equally uh, joyous but also heart-wrenching decision to be like, okay, do I become a Seattle fan if something there's that's a whole other topic I want to cover <laughs> another time is the drama surrounding some of the franchising happening and LeBron wanting to franchise in Las Vegas and there was even there was even some buzz about there being some franchise announcements and uh, in relation to Seattle and Las Vegas. Seattle's about still has always been a basketball town. Um, they show up for the they do exhibition games every every year. They pack the place. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, they all show up. Detlef Schrimp. Um, I'm excited to see the day when that comes back. Any final thoughts? <laughs> okay, but do you need them now that the Oh my gosh. Do you need I like fighting back <laughs> tears listening to Rick Riz radio call on watching big dump big dumpers my, my ball baby. go over the over the over the fence that to clinch un- the wild card. Absolutely insane. What a game. What a game. Unbelievable. And last night <laughs> coming down from a 1 to 9 deficit a one to, they're one to eight to win ten to nine to lock in the wild card. Absolute bonkers. The Mariners have brought Insane. the sports magic back to Seattle because we know that Russell Wilson <laughs> left sure, his magic in sh- Seattle when sure he did. went to Denver. <laughs> he sure did. Oh, Bron- 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 <laughs> Nation. Let's let 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 walking away from the microphone. Let's. let's <laughs> oh man! La- final thoughts. Let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts on we're in preseason now, cl- coming into the season. Final final thoughts. Anything? Questions? Answers? Final thoughts? I'm just so stoked, man. LeBron James. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. Davis. <laughs> LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> <and Benny Allen, laughs> the conspiracy theory continues. Jason's just throwing out random names now. <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Kurt Schilling. Pedro <laughs> <Kendra> Martinez. <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just so stoked for the season to be uh, right around the corner. I'm especially stoked to uh, start sharing my random league pass thoughts with you guys during the week. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, segments. Just throwing out 
throwing out all the stuff I've got in my head. Um, man, it's felt like we haven't had basketball in a year when really it's only been like three, four months. But I think this season, I, I, to your earlier point, Chase, I think the parody we have in the league now is, um, it's just so exciting. I'm so excited to see a ton of teams be in legit contention. And even the teams that aren't necessarily legitimate contenders, I think are still going to be a blast to watch. So we're only going to have like, you know, four or five teams that are actively, I think, trying to tank my team just so happens to be <laughs> one of them. <laughs> so that'll be a fun oh, experience. Man. I think it's yeah. going to be a good time. It's a perfect for league pass because they just changed the, the price. Drop the price. Right. Um, and so they changed it. They changed it so that the te- the price you used to pay for a team pass just for your own team's games is now the price for all. What of a great move! Awesome. So <laughs> I'm gonna have league pass too this year, baby. I'm gonna be watching the Bulls on a Wednesday night. <laughs> okay, go. see Lou Dort on Thursday, baby. Lateral movement. Here we go. Maybe if I maybe since I'll, now I'll actually know uh, more than like two players on the OKC. Uh, you don't need. Uh, you don't actually need to. It's unnecessary. You, Shea, Shea <laughs> Lou Dort, Giddy. That's all you need to know about. Um, my my final thoughts are just to be cool. very simple and very short. I'm excited for cheap jazz tickets, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Courtside seats are gonna are like they're gonna be asking people walking on the sidewalk past Vivint Arena to come inside and exactly the, exactly. I'll be excited. I've never seen Steph play, so it's I mean it's time. You know, there's 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 a lot of I haven't seen play mm. uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be on my list this season. That's so, that's what I'm excited for. And I'll be watching a lot of Victor the highlights. Pro- <laughs> yeah, the problem is anybody coming into Utah is not going to be playing <laughs> their, uh, their starters. So I hate to, I hate to break it to you guys. They're going to be playing like their third and fourth string dudes. And they're still going to be walking away with the W they're, they're going to, they're going to like kind of feed the egos of any of the starters on the jazz and like get them off after five minutes. You know, like they'll 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 come in, yeah. tip off. All right, come sit down. You're done. You're you're. you're I think Danny Ainge might lace them up at some point, actually, and go. That down would work to the tanking strategy. That'd be perfect. <laughs> you, you know, you, you exactly. want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Which jazz players more like <laughs> most likely to throw a towel at Danny Ainge this year? Yes, Jordan yes. Clarkson yeah. probably. Right, he's got to be at the top. He's like, trade me. Throws a towel at him. That worked for Robert Ory. That's literally what happened. He threw a towel at him. <laughs> Incredible. And he got traded to the Lakers. Maybe Jordan and Clarkson maybe. will go back to the Lakers. That's that's Jordan Clarkson's strategy. Is, you know, he'll Bring see the writing on the wall and say, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we need more guards. We don't <laughs> it's time to go to home, go home to L.A. Where's Danny? I've got a towel. Shots fired. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the inaugural episode of bench reactions we we ended up we ended up having our our le- one of our legal representatives uh jason come in from uh from edinburgh he made it and edinburgh. it's like 2 30 coming up on 3 a.m out there so mad props to you for taking the time and you you, you your body has your body probably thinks you're on mars right you, now there's uh, no sense of time unlike carmelo uh, anthony apparently according to the redeem team documentary is <laughs> willing to wake up for, 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 exactly. for the team. <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Okay, until next guys. time. <laughs> so hit, hit like for all you Smash listeners, like, like and subscribe, tune in wherever you listen to your podcasts, hit that follow button. <laughs> <As> <laughs> I- <laughs> Peace out.